Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of power. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today, as always, on this August 25th, Friday, 2023, the year of our Lord. Great to be with you all. Uh, Today, just wrapped up before I hopped on the air with you all, with Paul Ingracia, the great uh, law clerk for Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate, the great Substack uh, author over at paulingracia.substack.com. He hopped on uh, to talk about everything Trump. Because last night we had the mugshot heard round the world, Patriots. Every single person saw this shot, saw this photo. Uh, as it came out, uh, it was being covered on every every major platform. I CNN had it plastered all over the place. Every uh, local news uh, station that talks about local issues talked about it. This really is a defining moment in the Trump 2024 campaign. And a defining moment in American history. Right, because we have a former president, should be current president, but former president nonetheless, who is sitting, posing, or maybe standing, for a mugshot in 2023 because he questioned the result about an election. I want to play this song here, uh, lighten the mood a little bit before we hop into the deep stuff with uh, Brendan Dilly's meme team, uh, Ramble Rants made this. I, I got to play it. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'll play part of it. Now why you say she a boat rigger? But fatty only make my lead bigger. Now why you saying she a boat rigger? But fatty only make my lead bigger. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. 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 
Vanita thought, oh, is that the beauty salon? With the baby Louis Vuitton on the Honda arm. She said, talk to Waka Flock, I could really do harm. For a case, I got a lot, I could blow up the spot like a bomb. But I'm looking for the one, have you seen her? She went and put my whole team under subpoena. Diva, Friday, Felicia, bought kids. And charges on the Donald Trump, and never the bullshit. And tight Gucci Mane, and chasing for some fame. She think it's all a game, but rap with no shame. She get up on TV, and you all know her name. If you're playing Fulton County, then you better get paid, you know why? Cause the DA corrupt, yo, from what I heard, fatty got a baby by Mondo. And so much. she got a trapped house in a condo. She don't care whatever said, long as she popped though. All right, we're going to end that there. That's the vote rigor. I'm going to put that as the uh, top link in the uh, sourced sor- stories portion of the show notes today. So you can listen to the rest of that on Twitter or on X, which Trump has returned to. So I usually gather articles. I usually uh, do all that kind of stuff for the show. Did not do that today. There's just a lot of news, a lot to get to. The uh, Secretary of Transportation debate happened. The Trump-Tucker interview happened. I got a couple of clips from those as well. Uh, and then we have the interview with Paul Ingrassi. It went a little long, so I might not do a uh, all four segments today just to kind of make up for that time. But we will have a full show for you. I'm very excited for it. First of all, President Biden, he won't make a comment on uh, Maui in the situation in Hawaii, but he will make a comment on Trump's mugshot. Called him a handsome guy after he saw the mugshot on television. Uh, so let's get to the debate clips first because I don't really want to get into everything that we have with the Trump up section here. Supposedly Vivek's best moment. He's he's the unabashed winner of the debate. Vivek is still not a guy for president, by the way. He's still not a guy for vice president. But he is the um he's the guy, right? He he's the the guy running to take the base that is anti-Trump from DeSantis to make sure Trump wins, which based Vivek. Uh, let's play this clip. First of all, first of all, first of all, Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 30 seconds. Mr. DeSantis, you know, Nikki, DeSantis, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. Yeah, I'm not- so that's funny there. Uh, Nikki Haley, I think it's Team Haley that has her clips. I'm kind of just scouring Twitter for these uh, these clips today. But she was talking about how well, you have no foreign policy experience, and it really shows because, well, you're not here. It is. That um, you didn't appreciate it when he initially called it a territorial dispute. Why? First of all, the American president needs to have moral clarity. They need to know the difference between right and wrong. They need to know the difference between good and evil. I don't like when giving Nikki Haley this much airtime, but Russia it's entertaining. Here you have a pro-American country that was invaded by a thug. So when you want to talk about what has been given to Ukraine, less than three and a half percent of our defense budget has been given to Ukraine. Is that too little? Defense budget, Nikki Haley? Should we give more to you? Actually, yeah, she does want us to give more to Ukraine, but... If you look at the percentages per GDP, 11 of the European countries have given more than the U.S. But what's really important is go back to when China and Russia held hands, shook hands before the Olympics and named themselves unlimited partners. A win for Russia is a win for China. We have to know that Ukraine is the first line of defense for us. And the problem that Vivek doesn't understand is he wants to hand Ukraine to Russia. He wants to let China 
want to eat Taiwan. He wants to go and stop funding Israel. You don't do that to friends. What you do instead is you have the backs of your friends. Ukraine is a front line of defense. Putin has said if Russia, once Russia takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. That's a world war. We're trying to prevent war. Look at what Putin did today. We're trying to prevent war by funding war. Uh, I'm going to kind of fast forward it here to, to her top moment of the night. And it's buffering. Thank you, Verizon Internet. I love how high quality your service always seems to be, but it's not really relevant anyway. Uh, these are all four percenters at max on this stage. Is the reason Trump didn't go. It was pointless. Uh, for someone of Trump's stature, someone of Trump's polling level to go to these debates because the debates are for rhinos. They're for people that aren't actually going to be relevant at the end. Um, here, here's another stupid tacky clip. I'm, I'm on Nikki Haley's Twitter feed is why I'm, I'm finding all these. Deserves. Are you so bought Brett, and paid what for? What I would like to say is the fact that I think this is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Because you're you're totally good at doing things, Nikki Haley. You're so good at doing things. I cannot stand this woman. And she's not anywhere. She should not be anywhere close to the Trump administration in 2024, I think, or 2025. The biggest problem Donald Trump had is his hiring. It's a shame. It really is. We could have had an A-plus administration that was re-elected with no problems but we had bad hires. And so I think the people close to President Trump, I think the people uh, running the show, at this point not really running the show, he's running the show, but the people that are behind the scenes close to President Trump um, will be will be uh, better this time. right? He's not as close to Jared Kushner. He's not as close to Nikki Haley. He has some distance to him. He has some some depth and and just distance away from the rhinos, from the neocons, unlike last time. So we're going to get into that after the after the uh, break with Paul and Gracia. We get into a lot of stuff with Paul. Uh, he's a great patriot. I've met him plenty of times, once in Bedminster, once in D.C. Our paths just happened to cross in D.C. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting in George Santos's office, and he texts saying, hey, I'm on the steps. So I kind of run down, <laughs> uh, take a picture with him, meet him in D.C. He's a great patriot. And we are very glad to have him on. It was a great interview. I encourage you all to listen bigly, listen all the time, listen multiple times, share it with your friends. And we'll be right back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network and the Conservative Crusader Podcast brought to you by our Patreon.com slash GOP Josh. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. GOP Josh is my name. And joining us now is President Trump's favorite writer. He is a law clerk for Andrew and Tristan Tate. He has quite the resume. Mr. Paul Ingracia is joining us now. His uh, substack is paulingracia.substack.com. His Twitter slash X is just at Paul Ingracia. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, GOP Josh. I'm honored to be on the show, and I'm doing terrific. I mean, it was a very tough week for all of us MAGA patriots, but you also see the overwhelming support and love, um, you know, by Trump and by Trump supporters. So I'm feeling very optimistic, despite, um, you know, the, despite everything that went on this week, which we'll I'm sure talk about over the course of the show. But I'm honored to be on the program. 
Well, I appreciate you hopping on with us, especially on such short notice after how big of a news day was yesterday. It was yes. President Trump's fourth arraignment and fourth indictment come to fruition in a state charge in Georgia with a mugshot. Completely unprecedented. The most photographed man in the world has a mugshot taken. Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, it was the photo that we were all expecting. Um, this was unfortunate that it had to happen, but you know, it is the shot that it's the shot that basically broke the internet. I mean, he returned to Twitter last night. That was unexpected with the mugshot photo. And I believe, I believe it was the most liked Trump tweet. Maybe you could confirm that with me, Josh, of all time. So, you know, we're all racing the merchandise, so, you know, being sold in terms of Trump mugshot mugs and t-shirts and all the rest. And, you know, obviously this is terrific campaign um, for, in terms of fundraising for his campaign. But um, at the same time, Trump did say he truthed out earlier this month, I just need one more indictment in order to secure not only the nomination, but the victory. And I, I think you're seeing that um, with this image. I mean, they say an image um, speaks a thousand words. This image will go down in the history books. And I think people are, even people who are on the fence about Donald Trump or may not be a you know a trump diehard like you and i i think are seeing this and saying what is going on in our country right now and they're coming around to supporting donald trump and i expect that 75 million um you know the the amount of voters who voted for him in 2020 to only increase by 2024 you're absolutely right and actually i, I fact checked it while you were talking according to the herald uh, herald.ng donald trump mugshot becomes the most liked tweet ever so I don't know how true that is, but it's at least one of his top uh, tweets there. It um, definitely is. And I, I, I actually predicted it. Uh, probably a lot of, of other people predicted it. Not that it was too hard to predict, but I said nine hours before that tweet was put out um, in response to the Tucker interview, which, again, was the most watched television interview, the most watched Twitter video, now X, um, but formerly known as Twitter video of all time, um, Tucker broke the world record earlier this summer with his interview with Andrew Tate, which got approximately 110 million views. This video with uh, Trump got triple the amount. I think, well, it's, it's approaching 300 million. I think last I checked, it's around 260 million. I expect that to hit 300 million. So triple the amount of the previous, um, you know, world record, which was a couple of months ago. So in response to that, you're, you know, it was... Trump had to come back to Twitter and he did it in the most Trumpian Trump like fashion, uh, star studded fashion uh, imaginable. And, you know, I think that really um, was a momentum boost for him and for the morale of, of our country. Absolutely. Now, Trump has returned to X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Do you think this is overdue, premature? I know you're a big Truth Social fan. He tr Truth Socials your your Substacks at least four times a week. So. Uh, do you think it's <laughs> premature? Do you think it's it's right on time joining uh, X again? Because he never said he wouldn't join X. He said he's not joining Twitter again. He never said he wouldn't join X. Um, yeah, I mean, I was with him, and we'll maybe talk about this. So I was with him at Live Golf Tournament at Bedminster two Sundays ago, and he said that um, he loves truth and he had no plans of returning to Twitter. Obviously, there, there was an exception to that rule now that he uh, tweeted out the mugshot, though he did today. He did continue truthing and uh, he hasn't uh, tweeted last I checked 
since he put out the mugshot photo. So I think for the most part, he's still committed to Truth Social. I love Truth Social. I really love it this week, um, given the fact that he truthed out three of my articles over the past 48 hours. There's a lot of love and support on Truth Social, but I think, you know, in terms of getting the message out, you still can't beat Twitter. You still can't beat X. Um, so in that regard, I, I've, I've been an advocate for him returning back to the platform. At the very least, maybe sharing positive um you know, articles, like the ones I write, or, or like, you know, just news um, supporting his campaign, especially um, as we uh, begin to pivot away from the primary process and into the general election, just to get the word out more and more, given the ongoing censorship of his campaign by big tech and by cable news and so forth. So I think that is something he should strongly look at, as he likes to say. But for the time being, um, he is getting the word out on Truth Social, which, of course, I'm a big fan of. And you are at Paul Ingracia on Truth Social, also on X at the same name, and put a .substack.com after that, and you can find all of his very long articles, as Trump likes to call them at Bedminster. Very long. <laughs> so, so you were with the president just a couple weeks ago, as you mentioned, at the Live Golf Tournament. Uh, he knew these charges were coming then, obviously. Did he seem positive? Did he seem like he was in a good mood? Uh, did he seem yeah. like he was ready to fight? Well, he was always in good spirits when I saw him, and he wasn't really talking so much about politics, although the indictment came the day after I was with him uh, on that Sunday. Uh, it came, I th- believe, the following Monday, if I uh, recall properly, the Georgia indictment, this latest installment in this ongoing witch hunt against him. But he was, to answer your question, Josh, he was in great spirits. He was in a good mood. He was laughing. It was a beautiful, sunny day. He was telling me about the golf course, about how he designed the um, man-made lakes on the 18th hole where the presidential booth or presidential suite was uh, set up um, where he was watching the day from a television screen outside and seeing like Phil Mickelson and uh, all the great golfers that were there that day. And he, he had a major jumbotron set up. He said it was the biggest uh, screen in all of professional sports or at least in professional golf. He was telling me about how they set it up and the technology behind it. So he had the real builders sort of mentality. I mean, at heart, Trump is a builder. And this is actually something that I wrote about in a Substack article recounting our um, event from that day, um, you know, underscoring the fact that Donald Trump, um, you know, that's his first love, putting up buildings, building, you know, he's a real estate investor. He's a business mogul um, in New York City prior, in a past life prior to politics. And I think a lot of his frustration with being in politics, not that he um, regrets any of it is that um, you know politics moves a mu- much sl- at a much slower pace than uh, being in the private sector. You know, in putting up your golf courses, your next hotel, or whatever it may be, your next construction project. So I think that frustrates him b- about this, especially given all the opposition that has gone against him. I mean, DC works in a much different way from the rest of the country. Um, you know, a lot of DC. They don't really know how to work. They don't really know how to build. So they're all about, um, at this point, manage decline, bringing our country to the ground. They want to bring everyone down, much as they did with Donald Trump. They, they literally brought him down to the dump that was the Georgia prison yesterday in Fulton County, uh, presided over by this lunatic DA who's really not an intelligent woman by any uh, stretch of the imagination. But uh, just going back to your point, he was in very positive spirits. They call him Teflon Don for a reason. And I think with each indictment, I mean, it weighs on him. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, who 
he's a human being. He's he's not a god. He's still a human being, you know. And of course, this weighs on him, and he's extremely frustrated by it. But um, in terms of his overall outlook, he's always been a positive person. That's why he's been so successful in in life, both in politics and business, because he maintains a positive outlook despite the adversity against him. And just seeing all the overwhelming support from the crowds outside, you know, a lot of people were there to witness the golfers who are were among some of the you know greatest and most talented in the world but even more people were there to show their support for donald trump who was signing autographs all day signing maga hats throwing maga hats into the crowd so it was a real wonderful day and it definitely boosted his morale and was very good to see and he looked great he looked healthy he looked phenomenal healthy i know a lot of the desantis people were pushing out these ridiculous claims that uh, for whatever reason, his health was failing. No, he was he was in great spirits, great health, vibrant, spry, and high energy. And um, you know, you couldn't have asked for a better day. Um, and he, he was great. So we heard uh, last night. I'm sure you caught the Greg Kelly interview with Trump on Air Force One, or not Air Force One? Should be Trump Force One. Um, yeah. and, and just how positive he sounded in the air after leaving the worst prison or the worst jail in America. The fact that <laughs> yeah. he, he left that, he got up in the air, started talking to Greg Kelly just on the phone. It just shows how strong he is and how we will win this battle in the very end. Um, so let's yeah. switch topics here a little bit. We got a lot about Trump. Uh, the Secretary of Transportation debate happened uh, just the other day as well, right before this indictment. Obviously, we saw the Trump uh, Tucker interview at the same time. Uh, did you watch mm-hmm. any part of the debate, and did you see a potential vice president on that stage? So to answer the second part of your question, the answer is no. I, I don't believe any of these candidates um, should be the vice presidential, uh, you know, should be the vice presidential office holder, should be on the ticket with President Trump. Of those who I saw on stage, and I, I really didn't watch the full debate through you know fully I, I saw mostly clips on twitter i didn't want to give fox news any unnecessary ratings and number two i was also watching the tucker trump interview which was released um, at the same time so um that's where my focus was but of the clips i saw it seems like vivek ramaswamy did the best performed the best was most in touch with the base um than any other candidate especially on this foreign policy um issue in, in the ukraine russia conflict and you know our 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 um, our shift in focus from a neoconservative outlook and funding these endless wars in the Middle East, Eastern Europe, and uh, pivoting to um, an America first agenda. You know, we have to rebuild our economy. We have to rebuild our infrastructure. We have to close our borders. We have to uh, secure our cities, which are facing, um, you know, the highest homicide rates that we've seen in decades. So it's good that his focus is on the right things. Although I, I still don't, trust really any candidate who is going against Donald Trump this this go around. I think Donald Trump, um, you know, he will win the nomination. He's already up by 30, 40, 50, even 60 points in some polls, even higher than that in certain other polls. But um, just the fact that they're making us, um, you know, focus on this, I think is a colossal distraction from all the work that still needs to be done in order to get Donald Trump over the finish line. Because as you know, Josh, the left is a very much working. If one thing unites the left, it's it's their shared animosity towards Donald Trump and their shared vision to do whatever it takes to retain power and obviously prevent Donald Trump um, from ever being elected again. I mean, these four indictments 
are um, biting testimony to that fact. So I think, you know, that's where our concerns should be. That's where our focus should be as a movement. And I think even someone as who sounds as good as a Vivek Ramaswamy, um, I think if his 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 time and energy and resources were put more towards registering voters, securing um, our our um, our necessary gains in in, in battleground states and 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 doing what is necessary in order to get us over the finish line. I think that would be a better allocation of resources. And that's why I don't think he deserves the vice presidential position, though perhaps maybe at, in a cabinet position, though all the rest of the people on the stage, I, I don't think um, should even be in politics anymore. I, I think they've all betrayed uh, betrayed the, mov- the movement and showed their true colors. So I, I don't trust anyone else other than possibly, possibly, that's a big if feedback for another cabinet position. I completely agree with you there. So do you think – I know Trump's not debating this time. Do you think it's even worth for him to debate, and do you think they should just move all their resources towards November? Because that's what I've been saying all along is we're yeah, attacking absolutely. the same – we're attacking Republicans, which they should be attacked. But we should focus mm-hmm. on, on Joe Biden instead and actually beating the swamp and beating the, the voter fraud we're going to come up against. And that's exactly what Trump said to me. He said – Paul, we need to shift our focus. We've already defeated DeSantis. We've already, I mean, even DeSantis, we're focusing on him. He's third, fourth, fourth place in some polls. He's not even uh, the top um, guy of the remaining non-Trump candidates. I mean, Chris Christie is approaching him in New Hampshire or, or over, over superseded him in that state. So, you know, he's not even number two at this point. I mean, Vivek is basically. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think Trump said we have to shift our focus to, to, to the Marxists. I mean, Trump has taken a liking to calling the left, especially the Biden regime, Marxists in recent years, which is true. I mean, they're behaving like Marxists. They're behaving like fascists as well and um, using their power to uh, squelch and to uh, destroy the opposition because that's what they're doing. They're destroying the opposition. They'd like all of us to be in the DC gulag with the rest of these poor January 6th um, uh, protesters who are being subjected to such horrendous conditions. I mean, video was released earlier. Um, I believe this past week, I saw a video of how heinous and how uh, deplorable the conditions are for many of these January 6th victims. I and mean, don't, don't kid yourself. That is exactly what the left would like all 75 million plus. I think it's actually closer to 100 million plus, um, maybe 200 million uh, <laughs> Trump supporters. That's what they'd like to do to every last one of us. So um, put us in prison and, and, you know, shut us up forever. So, But that's not going to happen. That's, you know, the, the, the American spirit. It may be diminished, but we're, we're still strong and we're still resilient. And we have the truth on our side, we have God on our side, and we have the American way of life. We have uh, the nation, the country on our side, and all of that in the, in the national heritage, the Constitution, all, all that makes America the great country it used to be and will be again um, is on the side of Donald Trump and the MAGA um, base. So that's why I'm optimistic, and that's why I think we're going to prevail despite the odds. But um, you know, and those are my thoughts there. I kind of went on a little bit on a tangent. That's all right. That's all right. I enjoy listening to your tangents every time you're on another show, um, <laughs> ma- many other shows that you're on. I'm so glad we had you on here. Um, the communists, the leftists always try to lock up their political opposition because they know they can't beat them at the ballot box. 
Uh, they beat us at the ballot box by cheating, but that's not going to work this time around. Paul Ingrassi is on the phone. Paul, uh, how can people find you? And thank you for joining us. Yes, I'm Paul Ingrassia. That's an Italian last name, I-N-G-R-A-S-S-I-A. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me. Please subscribe to me on Substack and Truth Social, but really Substack. That's where I you know, devote a lot of my time and energy these days to putting out the positive message about Donald Trump, which you know, you're not getting from most uh, publications, most conservative publications, let alone, you know, mainstream outlets. So please give me a follow there. And of course, follow GOP Josh. This kid is amazing. Um, You know, he's going places. He's definitely um, one of the superstars of the MAGA movement. And it was an honor and great privilege to be on your show today. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Anytime you've got my number so you can just, hey, I want to hop on tonight. Just let me know. Uh, Paul Ingrassia, Paul Ingrassia, I-N-G-R-A-S-S-I-A. A top link in the show notes below. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey, everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Future Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Paul Ingracia. paulingracia.substack.com at paulingracia, I-N-G-R-A-S-S-I-A on Twitter. Paul Ingracia is a great patriot, and we're glad to have him on the program, and he's welcome back anytime. Let's get into the Trump-Tucker interview, shall we? Because that's really the big news. That's the... The real guy that's going to be our president is Donald Trump, and he decided to sit down with Tucker Carlson instead of going to the debate. So first, let's hear his thoughts on, and I encourage you to listen to the whole uh, the whole interview in full. I'll link it in the show notes below. Uh, here is his clip, uh, the first clip I, I enjoy, uh, what Trump thinks of Biden. By the way, a penny gets millions of dollars. China pays this guy millions of dollars. See, I think he's the most corrupt president we've ever had. And he also has the distinction of being the most incompetent. And I believe both. I mean, he's both incompetent and corrupt. So I I actually believe he's compromised because China knows so much about him. They know where the money comes from. They know where it is, who paid it. And they probably paid it. Well, they do pay Penn. And he gets a, you know, a million dollars. I think he takes $999,000 because, you know, keeps it a little bit under a million, like by a dollar. But... He, in many ways, is a Manchurian candidate. We have a Manchurian candidate. By the Absolutely, way, President Trump. That clip was from the Post Millennial. Um, so we're really ch- deep into into everything in this interview, and I encourage you. I'm not going to play a lot of clips from it mainly because I think Tucker will probably strike down the show uh, if we do. But we're going to play uh, a few here, and I encourage you. Like I said, watch the full interview. It's so important, and it's. It's massive. It got massive views, 257 million, as we talked about with Paul um, Ingracia. 
So top viewing, uh, top viewed uh, TV interview of all time. Absolutely incredible. Uh, 200 and however many million. You need to, you need to watch it if you haven't. I, I imagine you have, but you should uh, watch it if you haven't. Uh, and so here's another clip here about being killed. Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me. Why are you at the Fox News debate tonight in Milwaukee? Well, you know, a this lot of people preview. have been asking me that. Can you say they're All right, this is the preview we played last time, so I guess that's not um, not the right clip. I'm, I apologize to you, Patriots. This is very embarrassing. I just had a great interview on. Here it is. I read Barr's. Oh, and there goes the clip. But it was just interesting. I read Barr's account of his time. He wrote a book about it, right? Uh, his autobiography. And in it, he lies about Jeffrey Epstein's death. Clearly lies. Uh, do, you, do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? I don't know. I, I will say that, you know, he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. The clip I, was looking uh, for, but okay. I don't know what Barr said about it either. I have no idea what he said. What did he say? He killed himself, probably? He said he killed himself and that they were going to do this investigation. They never did the investigation. It's never been yeah. public. Well, and they hid it. And like, why are they doing that? He and clearly do Barr knew. But why would Bill Barr be covering up the death of Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, Bill Barr didn't do an investigation on the election fraud either. OK, he said he did and he pretended he did, but he didn't. Uh, Fact check true. It wasn't the clip, uh, the clip I was looking for, but I don't think I'm going to find it. Uh, here's Trump on the charges. Pretty test didn't work. You got elected anyway. Yeah. Impeachment didn't work. Oh, this is a mess. I'm, I apologize. This is embarrassing. Obviously, um, indictment is not working. Your poll numbers go up. When they raided Mar-a-Lago in August yeah. of last year, your numbers went up. Um, they can indict you 20 times, and it's not going to. You're not going to lose the Republican primary because of that. Well, so it like makes it look even more ridiculous. I mean, the four indictments, and maybe there'll be more. I don't know. These people are crazy. But they're counterproductive. So they're, if you chart it out, it's an escalation, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. So what's next? After, you know, try to put you in prison for the rest of your life, that's not working. So, like, don't they have to kill you now? I, th I think the people of our country... And he hesitated. That was an important body language moment there. Listen to that. Don't they have to kill you now? I... Th I think the people he swallowed and thought about it. That's scary to think about, folks. All of our country uh, don't get enough credit for how smart they are. I, and I, I'm not sure I would have said this 10 years ago, but they get it. You know, they yeah. really get it. When somebody gets indicted, your poll numbers go down. When somebody gets indicted, you announce, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be leaving to spend time with my family and to fight for the rest of my life on this stuff. But you're out of politics. I got indicted four times. All trivia, nonsense, bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's horrible when you look and, and you look at what they're doing. Absolutely. And this is incredible. Uh, quickly here, here's the clip I was trying to find for you all. Started with protests against you, massive protests, right. organized protests by the left. And then it moved to impeachment twice. Right. And now indictment. I mean, the next stage is, is violence. Is, are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you? Honestly. Uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. You have great people in the Democrat Party. You have great people that are Democrats. Most yeah. of the people in our country are fantastic, and I'm representing everybody. I'm not just Republicans or conservatives. Right. I represent everybody. I'm the president of everybody. But I've seen what they do. I've seen the lengths that they go to. And there's that clip uh, for you as well. 
This interview is significantly more important than the Republican debate, significantly more important than anything Fox News is going to push down your throat. That's why Fox News fired Tucker Carlson. But this debate's more important, better than anything you're going to see there. Um, and I'm glad I could do a little bit of coverage of that uh, interview for you all if you haven't already watched it. I'd be very surprised if anyone's listening to this program that have has not already watched that interview. Uh, you need to, to watch the interview. Um, so let's go into a, a few different stories here about the arraignment as well. The director of Black Voices for Trump, Harrison Floyd, has been booked behind bars without bond Thursday in Fulton County, Georgia. So he's actually in jail at this point. Um, he was the first of the 19 to be held without bond. Floyd turned himself into the Fulton County, Georgia jail Thursday afternoon after District Attorney Fannie Willis gave former President Donald Trump the other 18 co-conspirators uh, until noon on Friday to show up. He did not negotiate a, a bond, so he remained in custody after being charged with racketeering, conspiracy to solicit false statements, and influencing witnesses. Floyd surrendered just hours before Trump prepared to turn himself in and braced to become the first former president in history to pose for a mugshot. So he's being held in jail. A Trump ally for a charge, one charge, or a couple charges, still made very minimal charges, is being held without bond in America because he was a conservative. Because he liked Trump. Before he, because he worked uh, for Donald Trump. Are you kidding me? At least they gave Trump bail. I don't think he should have posted, and I talked about that uh, on Wednesday's episode. If you missed that, I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast at gopjosh.com. I told you that Trump should not post bail because they're not going to put Trump behind bars. Harrison Floyd must have heard me talk about that and decided not to post bail, but no, I mean, you're not the president guy. It's a shame, absolutely a shame, that any one of these 19 people being charged in this situation are going in without posting bail and, and, and not getting out of jail. This is not a serious charge. This is not a serious case. This is not a serious country at this point. We are a banana republic when we are locking up the 45th president, locking up his allies, simply because he said, hey, there's 12,000 votes out there probably, so you should find them. Hey, do your job, find the votes. That's not a, a criminal thing to say. That's a very basic thing to say. And now his allies, Black Voices for Trump director, which is a major faction of the Trump campaign in 2020, is being held without bond in the worst prison in America, or the worst jail in America. Where people get ate alive by bedbugs. Three people died there last month. Three people in a jail in Atlanta last month died. And they are locking up allies of our president there for, for some reason. I, I don't understand why. I don't understand why Harrison Floyd is such a threat to the establishment. But it tells me he is and it tells me he's a threat to the swamp. And we should stand behind him every minute and every chance we get. Harrison Floyd, we're with you. MAGA is with you. And we will fight with you until the very end. Back after this on the Red Future Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. 
I went through an experience today that I never thought I'd have to go through, but then I've gone through the same experience three other times. In my whole life, I didn't know anything about indictment, and now I've been indicted like four times, and all by the radical left, and it's in coordination, absolutely in coordination with the Justice Department. I went through an experience with the people. Now, I don't know a lot of those people. Uh, I don't even know that I've met a lot of those people, but some I do. And their lives are destroyed by these maniacs. These are animals. These are vicious animals that have destroyed the lives of these people. And, Greg, it's so sad to see. And they don't have a lot of money. And some of them did almost nothing. They don't even know what they're being charged for. I mean, I have counts where you're going to love this. and Chris Ruddy will be thrilled. But one of the things is I told people, Newsmax. Did you know that? That was one of my counts. I told people to watch Newsmax. We love it, sir. We love it, uh, Mr. Telling people to watch Newsmax. (laughs) Thank you for that. Uh, I hope you you don't get charged. You'll probably get charged because I mentioned your name. So. (laughs) That's the president on Newsmax. I mentioned that interview during the interview with Paul Gracia. If you missed that and you're listening live or on the on the Red Feature Radio stream, go back to the podcast at gopjosh.com or check gopjosh.com slash interviews. It'll be out on the audio uh, and rumble shortly. Well, welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader, August 25th, Friday, 2023, year of our Lord. We are glad to be back with you on this major news day, a historic day for our country as the 45th president has been arrested and has been taken a mugshot of the most seen photo around the world. Um, Trump actually weighed in on the GOP debates. Let's listen to that. As far as the stage last night, I thought uh, Vivek, as we say, did very well. Actually, his name is Vivek, like cake. But I thought he was very good. I especially like where I said I was the greatest president in his lifetime and long beyond. That's pretty good. I said, are you sure he's running against me? But I thought he was very good. Uh, I, I wasn't impressed with a lot. I mean, Christie got booed out of the room. He literally should have walked off the stage. That you know, I've been watching debates for a long time. I've never seen anyone booed like that. Uh, Asa, I call him Ada Hutchinson. He shouldn't uh, even be there. He's wasting room. He's wasting space and he's wasting time. The guy's got like one half of 1% and he doesn't stop. And he's a nasty person. You know, frankly, he's very nasty. I don't even know him. He says bad things about me. I don't even know him. But I I don't think that, uh, you know, I actually like the governor. I respect him a lot. He was great. He endorsed me twice. Uh, The governor of uh, North Dakota, who I thought was, you know, I think he's got something very good about him. He's a high quality person. Considered a very high quality man. You know, but, uh, uh, you haven't mentioned you know, pretty much. I, I thought I thought a lot of them were way off base. Uh, as- and that's completely true, and completely and utterly true. Uh, Trump actually believed the RNC's been good to him. So let's listen to that clip as well, and then we'll uh, end off the program here on this Friday. So the RNC kind of seems out to get you. I mean, listen, Fox, Fox is, uh, they've turned on you, not all of them, but most of them. And the RNC, uh, they've arranged two debates at Fox News. It seems like they, maybe they did that because they had the understanding that you might not be treated fairly over there on Fox News. What do you think of that? 
No, I think the RNC has been good to me. I, I really do. I mean, you know, they go with, uh, I think Ron is a very good person. We've gotten along for a long time. She ran my whole Michigan area when I won Michigan in 2016. I then did much better in 2020 than I did in 2016, but that's another story. But she ran Michigan and she won. And because of that, I was instrumental in getting her to head the RNC. She's a very good. She's a very good person. Um. Not sure how much I agree with you there, Mr. President, I have to say. Not a big Rana fan, and I know many people on Team Trump are not in uh, the Trump base, the MAGA base, are not major fans of the pre- of uh, Rana. But we'll see where that goes, and we'll see how 2024 shapes up. One thing is for certain, the primary season is over. It's time to take down Joe Biden. We'll begin that here very shortly here. If, if we want to win in 2024... We need to take down Joe Biden, and we need to start that now. All right, friends, that's going to be it for me today here on the Red Future Radio Network. Make sure you check out our panel of other great programs. The Samuel McGuire Show is available wherever you get your podcasts, and Read Me My Rights Radio by Wally Delinsky is also wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you check those out wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to them, subscribe to them, support them, rate them five stars, rate this show five stars. If you enjoyed our our interview with Paul Ingracia, check him out on his Substack and check out this program everywhere you get your social media. Whether that be GOP Josh Twenty, our verified profiles on Twitter, or well, not verified right now. I changed my profile picture. Or Truth Social at GOP Josh. My Instagram is at GOP Josh Twenty. I'm on that new one too. Threads. I don't use it. Also GOP Josh Twenty. We'll be back with you Monday with a brand new episode here on the Red Future Radio Network. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 